This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for Sunday, May 1st, 2016. The Gospel is taken from the book of John, chapter 14, verses 23 through 29. The message is by Father Ron Baird. Today is Rogation Sunday. Do y'all know what Rogation means? Something about planning? Sort of, that's not really what it means, but, but it usually ends up being about planning. Um, at the last service, somebody said, does it have anything to do with growing hair? And I said, well, sort of, in a weird kind of way. But, uh, the, um, the word rogation comes from the Latin word rogare, which means to ask. Um, and so it's a time of asking. And it was used um, because on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday before the Feast of the Ascension, which is this Thursday, um, they would go about and asking God to bless the, uh, the seeds and the work that they were doing as they went about planting the crops for the summer, uh, praying for a good harvest, uh, you, know, you know, good weather to supply to the crops and things so that they could um, have a good harvest in the year, and the, and the village could survive until the next spring. And so it became a very important uh, part of life in a very agricultural society. We don't really live in an agricultural society anymore, so it's kind of fallen into disuse. But it's um, <coughs> really kind of a shame because it was, you know, they began to change it into things about labor and things like that, you know, you know praying for safety during hard work and stuff. But, but it seems to me that it still has uh, quite a useful thing. In the ancient days, what they would do would be they would uh, take some twigs and they, by law, by the way, were required to beat the bounds of the parish. Now what that meant was that every uh, church had a parish which had uh, you know, a geographical boundary around it. And, uh, which is why they still call um, counties in Louisiana, they call them parishes. Um, but so on Rogation Sunday, the, the priest and all the congregation in a procession walked the bounds of the parish all the way around, and they would take these twigs and they would hit it on the ground, driving away the evil forces so that God's blessing through the Spirit could come in and they could have a, a good and fertile crop. Well, nobody wants to do that anymore. They'd rather run half marathons. So. Uh, although I saw the half marathon was yesterday, which, so it seemed very appropriate. It was right before Rogation Tide, but I don't think they knew that. Um, but it's also a very important thing for us still today um, because um, it reminds us of our need to fulfill the one of our two purposes. You know, God um, you know, made us to do two things. Anybody remember what those were? You're here today to do one of them. Nope. Worship is one. And to be good stewards of his creation. Um, if you remember in Genesis, he gave the man dominion over everything that there was. Now, dominion didn't mean that he could lord it over it or it was his. Um, what it meant was he was required to take care of it, um, to tend it, to make sure it was uh, kept safe. Because the owner was God. And so being a good steward became an important part of it. And, and when the church moves beyond that, then, and you know, just forgets about it, then everything ends up being about us. And that can be dangerous. And we live in a time now where there's a huge 
argument going on um, about how to be good stewards of the environment. And it all revolves around this thing about global climate change. You know, and, and if you want to polarize people, just start talking about global climate change. Because, you know, some people will say that if you don't believe it, then you're a denier and, you know, you're crazy and you're stupid. And some people will say they just do that stuff because they're a bunch of liberal nuts. And I mean, and all that, that does, though, is push people to either end of the spectrum. It does nothing for the environment. It does nothing for the, the, the world. It does nothing to be good stewards. And what I'd suggest to you is that, that the church has a much better way to approach this. Now, I have no idea if global climate change is real, if it's man-made or anything else. I'm not a scientist. How would I know? But I do know that God told us to be good stewards of his creation. And surely we can agree that we ought to do that. You know, and it's interesting because we live in a world where we really need to do that in some very simple ways, if not bigger ways, like what they're talking about. But why would anybody be, I mean, would you be opposed to if they found a cheap, inexpensive way to get you a car that you, so you didn't have to buy any gasoline and it didn't have to be repaired and it didn't pollute anything? Sounds like a good idea to me. Um, but unfortunately, we end up dividing ourselves and arguing about what ought to be done and how it ought to get there. But the real issue ought to be how we get there. Because I, I mean, does anybody here want to re breathe dirty air? Anybody really into drinking dirty water? I didn't think so. I mean, most people aren't pure fat. I mean, and so we all agree on that. We just have to manage to get into a fight about it. And the problem is, is that the fighting about it keeps us from doing anything. We just become paralyzed um, and, and taking up sides. And, and the issue is, is that there are things that need to be fixed. You know, and I can give you some examples. Um, Judy grew up in uh, Middleport, Ohio, which is down on the Ohio River in southeastern Ohio. Well, upstream in the 50s, um, there was a company called DuPont, which is still there, um, that, was, uh, that produced chemicals. And one of the chemicals that was a byproduct of this was a name that I can't possibly pronounce. Um, <laughs> and what they did with this chemical, because as far as they knew it was harmless, was they dumped it in the river. 